Isn't it great to have a new year? Have you ever gone through a day when you get to the end of the day and you look back at your day and you go, I didn't plan that day very well. I didn't plan that day very well. Sometimes we have years like that. We look back and we look forward to a new year because we look back at the year and we go, I didn't plan that year very well. It didn't go as I had hoped. You ever have days like that? Sometimes we have days like that. Feel like you wasted a day because you just didn't plan very well. I think we've all had days like that where we look back and think, man, I really blew it today. I didn't get anything done. At least I feel like I didn't get anything done. Not a good feeling, is it? Doesn't feel good to look back and think, ah, I could have done better. It feels good to check things off your list. Are you a list maker? Some of you are list makers. And you just love scratching through things on your list. I'm a list maker because I don't have a memory. I don't really like lists. They, they irritate me because I look at my list like, oh, all those things that I can't get done today. But I can't remember anything, so I make lists. And yes, it does feel good to scratch. I have several ways to like circle it and scratch through it and mark it off. I'm killing those things on my list. It feels good to do that, doesn't it? You ever notice that you tend to be much more productive on those days when you have a plan? And when you attack with that plan? And you stick to the plan? And you don't let anything get in the way of your plan? Sometimes you don't have a choice, though. Your plan gets derailed, doesn't it? Some days we make good choices, and sometimes we make poor choices, and then there are those days when you feel like someone else is making your choices. But most of us have learned, haven't we, that to accomplish worthwhile goals, we need to give care. We need to give effort. We kind of need to give some thought to the things that we want to accomplish, the things that we know that are important, that we, that we really need to do. We, we know that we need to give some thought to those worthwhile goals, those things that are most important, and not just letting the, the urgent rule our lives, because there are some things in our lives that are urgent that really aren't important, and yet we let the urgent kind of drive us sometimes. And we neglect those things that maybe aren't as urgent, but they're more important in the end. The Bible even talks about this. And in light of the the year that's ahead of us, as we begin this year together, I'm so glad that this first day of the year fell on a Sunday, and here we are together, this first day of 2017. Together as God's church, God's people, to prepare ourselves The Bible talks about preparing well, being thoughtful about how you live your days. And in light of the new year that begins today, I want to challenge you to think carefully this year. I want to challenge you to be thoughtful with the way that you live this year. I know that you start every year like that, but I especially want to challenge you with what God's Word says about how we should be thoughtful about how we live with each and every day that God gives us breath. I want to challenge you to think carefully in this new year about what God teaches us from the pages of Scripture. We should always be opening our copies of Scripture, our Bibles, to look and see what it is that God has for us. What does God say about something like this? And how we should give attention to those things that are most important, not just urgent. 
I hope today that it's your desire to make the most of the year ahead. I trust that's your desire, making the most of the days that God gives you, using them in ways that honor Him and using them, them to, to be a blessing to others. I hope you look at your year ahead that way. How can I be a blessing to others? How can I glorify God with my life and be a blessing to others with this year? And then there's also the added benefit of enjoying God's blessings. As God's people or their days, according to His Word, we can rest assured that we will enjoy God's blessings in the year ahead. So I want you to take your Bible and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians 5 this morning. There are three short verses here in Ephesians 5 that I want to look at this morning that contain three powerful truths. That if we will give our full attention to them, they will help us to think biblically about how to glorify God, how to bless others, and how to enjoy God's blessings ourselves in the year 2017. All of that so that we might look back this time next year, should the Lord tarry, and we're here next year to look back on another year past, to look back on the year that's ahead of us now, to look back on that year and, and to do so with satisfaction and joy in the Lord that we lived well, that we ordered our days according to God's word. Look with me at Ephesians chapter 5 and go to verse 15. Verses 15 through 17 is where I want to look, and I want you to look there with me as I read from the English Standard Version. Follow along in your copy of God's Word. Ephesians 5 and verse 15. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And there are three powerful statements there, three powerful truths there, three challenging and helpful statements that will help us shape our days, shape our decision-making about giving our time and energy to what's important, what God calls important in the year ahead, so that our days might glorify God, so that those days might bring honor and glory to Him as we serve others and become a blessing to others because we're glorifying God, and so that we might also enjoy God's blessings ourselves in the year ahead. Here's, here's the first powerful truth that I see here that I want you to see. It's this. Live with wisdom. Live with wisdom. Well, of course, we want to live with wisdom. We all want to be wise. We all want to live with wisdom. But, but especially God's Word says to us that we ought to be seeking to live with wisdom. That's the first powerful truth, the first statement found in the first few words of verse 1. Devote yourself in the year ahead, beloved. Devote yourself to live this year with wisdom. Look at the first few words of verse 15 where it says, Look carefully then how you walk. So today is the day you start using your new calendar, if you like hanging a calendar on the wall. Or maybe you like having a notebook to keep your lists in if you're that list keeper, and this is the day you start using that new notebook. 
Today's that day. Or maybe in the days leading up to this day, you've been thinking back over the year past. And you've been reflecting on 2016. Maybe you're reflecting on the year and looking ahead to 2017. And as you look back on 2016, you think, that could have gone better. And I hope that this one does. This year ahead goes better. Or maybe... Maybe 2016 went very well for you and you feel like you ordered your days well and you are excited about what God has for you in 2017. It's possible that uh, each and every one of us might find us ourselves in one of those two places going, oh boy, 2016 could have been better. I want to do better in 2017. Or saying, 2016 was an answer to prayer and I praise God for 2016 and I want to see that even more this year. We can look with anticipation to 2017. Whatever the case, I would challenge and encourage you as we look at the Bible today that God's Word is calling you to live with wisdom Maybe you felt like you did live with wisdom in the year past. Well, keep it up. Keep moving ahead to live with wisdom. Maybe you look back on 2016 and you think, I missed it. I missed the opportunity to live with wisdom with every day that I, that I had. I want to do better this year. Live with wisdom in the year ahead. Verse 15. Look at verse 15 again. Look carefully then how you walk or live. That's the idea here. Look carefully how you live. Look carefully then how you walk or live in the year ahead. Look at verse 15. Not as unwise, but as wise. The implication here is that we have a choice. You have a choice to live with wisdom or live without it. And God's Word is calling you to make the choice to live with wisdom in the year ahead. Look carefully. That's what it says. Pay attention. That's what it's saying here. How do you do that? How do you pay attention? How do you look carefully then how you live? Looking carefully means paying attention. It means living as wise people. Living with wisdom. That begins with understanding what true wisdom is. How important that we understand what true wisdom is. Proverbs 1 and verse 7 helps us understand what true wisdom is when it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And we know it's talking about wisdom here because next it says fools despise wisdom and and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge or, or wisdom. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see, real knowledge, real wisdom, living as wise people in the year ahead begins with a proper view of God and His Word. If you want to be wise in the way that you live, then you must have a proper view of God. You must have a proper perspective of God's Word. You must see that the only path to true wisdom for living is found in your Bible. The only path to true wisdom for 2017, for glorifying God with your life, making much of God, and being a blessing to others, and enjoying God's blessings... The path is found in the Word of God, your Bible, through the wisdom and the instruction that God gives. 
Now, the word fear here in the Hebrew, as I read Proverbs 1.7, uh, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The word fear there in the Hebrew, the fear of the Lord, it involves true wisdom for living being found in our respect, our reverence, our devotion to God, our willingness to say, I I will humble myself before God and His Word because I, I know that he, he knows better than I. The truth is, that when we don't look carefully how we walk, it's likely because we don't properly fear the Lord. We don't properly give respect and reverence and devotion to God and what He says in His Word. We don't take it seriously like we should. As Proverbs 1.7 says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fool says, I don't need God. I don't need the Bible. I've got this. Now, I doubt many of us would say that, not out loud. But to look at our lives sometimes, practically, that's the way we live. That we in practicality say, I've got this. I don't need the Bible. I don't need God's wisdom. In doing so, we say, I don't need God. And God's Word says, that's the way a fool lives. Truly giving respect and reverence and devotion to God is going to mean that we take God seriously and we take the Bible seriously. And we take God at His Word. And we base our lives on the truths of His Word because we trust Him. We know that He knows better than than we do. Living with wisdom will mean that we seek to look carefully, to live carefully, and to do so with the wisdom of God guiding us so that our lives are most pleasing to Him, most glorifying to Him. And and are a blessing to to others, that we point them to Christ with our lives and with the way that we speak and we share the gospel with them, and, and we also will find God's blessings in living this way. Listen to what 2 Timothy 3.16 says about the Bible. All Scripture is breathed out by God So we know where the Bible comes from. It's breathed out by God. But here's what it says about the Bible. It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. The danger is is that we become so accustomed to thinking about the Bible in terms of I've heard that before, I've read that before, I've heard that preached about before, that we, that we stop thinking about it in terms of I desperately need this every day. And we start thinking of it in terms of I've heard that before, I've got this. And the truths of Scripture start slipping from our hearts and our minds and lives. But as Hebrews 4.12 says, the Word of God is living and active. We dare not set aside the Word of God. We dare not 
take little account of what God has said. We, we best fear God. We must fear Him and revere Him and respect Him and give honor to Him by saying, that's God's Word. I must obey. Because it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for, reproof, for correction and training in righteousness. And Hebrews 4.12 says the Word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's Word is not another book. It is the, the, the sword that God uses. It's the surgeon's scalpel that the Spirit of God uses to do heart surgery on our lives, to change us and make us more like the people that He wants us to be in 2017. Live with wisdom in the year ahead. Live with wisdom for the rest of your life. Devote yourself to fearing the Lord, to believing His Word, and measuring your priorities by His Word. That leads us to the second powerful word of instruction here. It's this. Once you've got that, get this. Make the most of every opportunity to glorify God. Not just make the most of every opportunity. We hear that a lot. Make the most of every day you've got. Make the most of every opportunity. God's people ought to be those people who say, I want to make the most of every opportunity to glorify God. Look at verse 16. It says, making the best use of the time. It's biblical to plan it's biblical to organize and to think ahead and to do, do things decently and in order. What should my day look like? Well, think biblically about that. What should my week look like? Well, think biblically about that. How do you order your days in ways that glorify God? What should my year look like? What should my life look like? And we often say, in relation to those kinds of things, live life to the full because life is short. And life is short. Even Psalm 39.4 says, O Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. Is a reminder. It's a reminder that life is short. Yes, it is. And time does fly by. And, and that's a good reminder. But that's not what the passage before us is emphasizing this morning. That's not the emphasis here in Ephesians 5.16. God's Word says here, make the best use of the time. Make the most of every opportunity to glorify God. Why? Look at it. Verse 16, because the days are evil. Now in the day that Paul wrote this, Roman persecution was coming. The cultural climate was hostile to Christianity and to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified for sinners. And today, you also live in a culture that is growing increasingly hostile toward Christianity and to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified for sinners. That's not what the world around us wants to hear. It's not what the culture wants to hear. And the point here is that you have choices to make with your lives. And it's true for you in the year ahead. You have choices to make this year. Are you going to determine to make the most of the opportunities that God gives you to glorify Him with those opportunities? 
The challenge for us is it's so easy to get busy living life and so busy living life that you miss those opportunities. You don't look at them with the, with the perspective that, that God's Word does, that there are opportunities to glorify God with the choices that we make. It's easy to get so busy living life that you miss opportunities that God is giving for your life to be lived to glorify Him. You overlook opportunities to be a blessing to others by pointing them to Christ. If you want to live with wisdom in the year ahead, if you want to live as wise, not as unwise, then commit to making the most of every opportunity to glorify God with your life. For some of you, that means being thoughtful about how many more things you can add into your life. It's interesting, isn't it? The conveniences of modern living tend to make us think that we have more time now because I have this modern convenience. I now have more time. That means I can do more things, which means I can get more done. And then we look back after cramming our lives full of things because we've got all these conveniences that save us time, and we think, how did I get so busy? I can't even think. And so we're tempted, aren't we, to cram our life full, but making the most of every opportunity to glorify God with your life may mean that you need to learn to say no of, uh, about some things. You need to take a careful look at, at those opportunities that you have and and weigh what is most important, what is going to be the, the greatest opportunity for me to glorify God with my life this year. Saying no to the temptation to cram your life absolutely full to the brim and, and overflowing. You may need to say no to some things so that you can make the most of the opportunities that God is giving you to glorify Him with your life in 2017. So plan to make the best use of the time that God is giving you because the days are evil. You are living in a culture that resists the good news of Jesus Christ and yet you are here to be a, a light, a shining light of that truth to point others to Christ. Plan to make the best use of the time that God is giving you because the days are evil and God intends for you to glorify Him and point people to Christ with your life and those choices that you make. If you're going to live life with wisdom and make the most of every opportunity to glorify God, then you need to, here's number three, you need to make reading and obeying God's Word a priority. And don't miss what I just said. I know you've heard me say it. Read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. I just said, make reading and obeying God's Word a priority. Note verse 17. Verse 17 says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Paul says, Therefore, do not be foolish. What is being foolish according to the Bible? We heard it earlier in Proverbs 1.7. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. And Jesus said it like this in the familiar words of Matthew 7 and 26. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. 
We noted it earlier. You need to live with wisdom. And to do that, you must believe God's Word. And you must fear the Lord, giving Him your reverent respect and honor by believing His Word. But the fool says, not going to do it. I won't do that. I've got this. I can do this without that thing you call a Bible. Foolishness is ignoring God's Word. But I would caution you that foolishness can even include reading the Bible, listening to it being preached and taught, and then ignoring it. Putting yourself under the preaching of the Word, even picking up the Bible, even picking up a Bible reading plan that your pastor has been saying, take a Bible reading plan and read the Bible in 2017. Even taking that and checking off the passages of Scripture, but then ignoring it. Or even complaining about what you hear. Or even complaining about those who teach it to you. But as Jesus says earlier in verse 24 of Matthew 7, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. You want to be a wise builder of your life? Build your life on the Word of God. You want to look carefully then how you walk, how you live in the year ahead? Make reading and obeying God's Word a priority and God will lead you to live life by His wisdom. And you will know His blessings. In fact, Reading and obeying God's Word is how you will understand what the will of the Lord is. God's plan for each of us, for each of our lives, God's plan is different. We'll not take two people and and put their lives together in this room and find the same path. God's plan for each of our lives is different, but the instruction for each of our lives is the same. And think about how incredible that is. The the instruction that God gives us in His Word for each of us is the same. And yet, He directs our lives differently and points us in different directions to interact with different people, to glorify Him with our lives and to be a blessing to others with the gospel our lives proclaim. Understanding the will of the Lord is a lot more clear than some of us would make it. You come to a passage like this and you might think, how do I understand what the will of the Lord is? And I believe we overcomplicate that when we think of it as anything other than reading and obeying God's Word. God is gracious to direct our lives and to shower on us, to, to overflow His blessings onto our lives when we put ourselves into His Word and put His Word into us and seek to obey His Word. God's richest blessings are found in obeying what we're being taught as we read the Word in the pages of our Bibles. 
God's richest blessings are found as we obey what we're being taught by those who, who teach the good news to us, who proclaim the truth of God's word to us. And so if you want to be well-equipped to glorify God with your life in a new year, if you want to be a blessing to others with your life in the year ahead, if you want to experience God's richest blessings in your life this year, then make reading and obeying God's Word a priority. Living your life with care and thought, looking carefully then how you walk, will require that you read and apply the truth of God's Word to your life not just sometimes, but every day. And that begins by committing to reading the Bible on your own. But it includes reading it together as a family. If God has given you a family, reading it together. For times to reflect on the truths of Scriptures together, to teach it to one another, to encourage each other with it, to say this is how we live, what God's Word is saying here. It also includes you committing to being in church. That's why I'm so glad to see you here on this first day of 2017. Committing to being in church, but it doesn't stop there. It only begins there. Being in church, not just to be here for the enjoyment that is found in being with God's people, but being here to receive what God's Word says as it is proclaimed and taught and preached to you. It includes committing to being in church, but also includes committing yourself to preparing yourself to receive the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God. And you do that with an expectant heart, with a prayerful attitude. Because I believe, as God's Word declares, that God's Word is living and powerful and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. It's because of that that I'm able to stand here each Sunday that I have privileged to preach and, and know that these feeble lips cannot do the work that God's Word can do. I'm only a bearer of truth. I can only be the messenger of truth. I can only declare this is what God's Word says. And then we can rest knowing that God's Word will do its work. And yet we need to come willing to hear, willing to receive. When you think about the new year that lies before you, I'd like to suggest that you take some time, even on this first day of the year, take some time this afternoon. Take this passage, and maybe you're already in the practice of writing out Scripture, but maybe this is something new for you. Take this passage and write it out. Carefully, slowly, thinking about what God's Word says. Sometimes you'll find that, that by writing out the passage of Scripture, you have time to slow down and think about the importance of these truths. Mark this passage in your Bible. Put a marker here and devote yourself to coming back every day this month to reread this passage, to let the truths of the Word sink in and encourage you and challenge you. Commit yourself to living with wisdom this year. Commit yourself to making the most of every opportunity to glorify God with your life this year. And commit yourself to making reading and obeying the Bible a priority. And you will know God's blessings. And you will be a blessing. And you will glorify God with your life. Many of you will recognize the name Jonathan Edwards. In fact, here's a side note. His wife's maiden name was Pierpont. How about that? 
Jonathan Edwards lived a life devoted to serving God. And he clearly understood the importance of living his life thoughtfully for God's glory, giving thought and careful attention to how he lived his life. You can see it, in fact, in, in some resolutions that he made. In fact, if you were to go home this afternoon and, and go to searching for Jonathan Edwards' resolutions, you'll find a list of 70 resolutions that he made, not in one day, but throughout his lifetime. But he kept them, and he wrote them down, and he would go back over these often. Don't worry, I'm not going to read all 70, just three. May these be an encouragement to you. Let them be a challenge to you. Because I think in these we find something very helpful, very challenging, and refreshing. And that this man, Jonathan Edwards, who loved God with his heart and soul and mind and life and and devoted himself to glorifying God, was challenged with some of the same things that we're challenged with, Was, was finding difficult some of the same things that we find difficult. He says this, Resolved. Never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. Sounds like he had had a few of those days where he got to the end of the day and said, What happened to my day? He says, Resolved to study the Scriptures so steadily, constantly, and frequently as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And we get to the end of the year before us and we look back and I say, I can see how I grew from reading God's Word and studying the Scriptures and obeying. And then he says, resolved, never to give over nor in the least to slacken my fight with my corruptions however unsuccessful I may be. I look at the life of Jonathan Edwards. I read about his life and I think this man was a spiritual giant. I am a spiritual pygmy compared to Jonathan Edwards. And here I find that one of his resolutions is something that I need and you need. Never to give over. Never to slacken my fight with my corruptions however unsuccessful I may be. May God's Word encourage you in the year ahead to live fully, thoughtfully, and all for the glory of God, seeking to be a blessing to others, pointing others to the Lord Jesus Christ with your life. And in this way, you will know God's richest blessings personally in your head. I'm confident of that. God's Word encourages us with that truth.